If you travel, you know how to really go off the grid. Like no cell service in your room, off the grid. You know which remote retreats have the best herbal baths, sound baths, and ice baths. Because when you set up your out-of-office, you mean it. Because when you're the escape artist, vacation is all about resting, meditating, drinking water, and minding your own businessing. The Delta Sky Miles Platinum American Express card. If you travel, you know. Learn more at go.amex slash you know. When you're constantly on the move, it's not just pits that break a sweat. From your armpits to your thighs and everywhere in between, new whole body deodorant cream and sticks from Shea Moisture are your secret weapon to staying fresh and confident all day long. Made from melanin-rich skin and packed with plant-based goodness, embrace a new era of freshness with whole body and stick deodorants from Shea Moisture. Find them at your nearest Walmart and walmart.com. And when you do, your whole body's covered. This episode is brought to you by Bevel, the first and only shaving system designed specifically for coarse, curly hair and sensitive skin. And if you are actually in the market for razors, I think that you should consider the Get Bevel razor only because it's a very fine razor. It's, you know, the safety blade. It's the one so you're going to get a really good close shave. And it's also going to be something nice to give as a gift. We're coming up on the holidays, my dad's birthday coming up. You just want to see your man shave and you want to encourage him to. This will be a great gift to give him. If you just want to buy some of the products and send them to me, I can give you my address on the side. But in the meantime, make sure that you log on to GetBevel.com and use code FRIENDZONE if you want a 20% discount off of your order, whether it's for a friend, family member, or myself. Don't forget to go to GetBevel.com, that's G-E-T-B-E-V-E-L.com, and use code FRIENDZONE for 20% off. Enjoy your shave. What's going on, good black people and white people and green people and yellow people and whatever other fuck colors there are? Welcome to the Friend Zone. It's your boy, Hey Asante, here with the lovely... Hey, friend, hey. And the awesome... My name is Dustin. I just want to welcome everybody to the Friend Zone, which is the show that focuses on mental hygiene, because who in the hell wants a musty brain? <laughs> I don't think I'll ever get over that this. Was, you know, when I first heard that shit, I was like... It's it. I'm sold. It's there was the no one. presentation needed. Yeah. The visual was sticking right there like laid Velcro. Out. Sticking like Velcro. <laughs> sticks in a bun. Hey, pick up sticks. Get up on this. Ooh, baby, baby. But baby, baby. Ooh, baby, baby. But baby, baby. Yo, 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 baby, pops. Yeah, Wait, you. but why does Salt and Pepper have them commercials doing this oh, no. In the elevator talking about, ah, push it. The last time. <laughs> Behind a lawnmower. <laughs> but the last time I saw it. Salt and Pepper, I thought they were on that TV show, like, arguing. Like, I thought, like, damn, this is it. Like, I ain't never going to see Salt and Pepper ever again. Standing next to a boundary talking about, ah, push it. <laughs> next to a All right, well, welcome to another episode of The Friend Zone. Here you have crazy ass (laughs) Dustin being uh, black excellence. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) He's on one. If y'all were watching the Periscope before, y'all know that this is why this is happening, or that's why this is happening, I should say. Um, This week, we're going to be talking about something so near and dear to my heart education. (laughs) No, I actually didn't finish school. That's why it was funny for me to say that. Well, a lot of people can relate. Um, this week, we decided that because a lot of you are 
Actually, no. They're already in college, right? College started a couple weeks ago, right? Yes. Yeah, a couple weeks ago. So a lot of you are settled in. If you're a freshman, you're hopefully listening in your new dorm, which is exciting. Hashtag dorm life. Dorm life. Oh, right. So we thought that it would be cool to have a conversation about college versus work experience and give you guys a little bit of background on all the jobs that we have had to get us to where we are today and as well as whether we went to college whether we didn't what we thought of it and just kind of jump into giving you guys hopefully some inspiration whether you are confused about going whether your parents are pressuring you you know the deal especially being a creative it can get hard knowing which path to take so that's what we thought we'd jump in today and now how should we start it um, maybe we should go down your work experience and how much of it matches your degree. No, I'm just kidding. Because <laughs> I wouldn't be able to play that game. I don't have a degree to match mine, too. I, and you know what? This is why this is a great episode, because I think a lot of people think that you just have to go to school, and that's how you're going to make it in any aspect of life. And which is, you know, school is definitely important, and it was always stressing me how important school was. But I think the reason that I got so far away from school was because once I realized how real creative shit can be, I was like, oh, well, fuck school. Like, I paid my dues doing this shit. Like, I need to get back into figuring out who I am as a creative. And I can, like, I think I'm witty enough to pick up the educational side of it. Right. Because I think a lot of people go to school and they spend that money and they get that degree and they don't even use it. Right. (laughs) Hello. And for me, it's (laughs) like, I know how to do the base shit, like, outside of high school. and I'm not like a Fantasia, you know. Oh. Damn, that sounds Asante. really bad. Wow, Asante. Damn. <laughs> Dustin. But she's talented as fuck. Look e- at, even but I. Look at, like, but look wow. at how talented. <laughs> but look at how talented Fantasia is. Yes, yeah, she is. Look at how talented she, she is. is. And that, that bitch don't got to read one book ever again for the rest of her life, and people will never take away. Like, she's killed Broadway. Yeah. Twice. Does she have a Tony? Twice, no. A Tony? But she's performed at the Tony. She's definitely going to get a Tony. Yeah. Wow. She's performed at the Tony's. Yeah. That's amazing. Twice, actually. Remember, she performed with Patti LaBelle and, uh, what was it, Gladys? It was Uh, Patti LaBelle. Was it After Midnight? Yeah, they did the After Midnight segment. Was Tony Braxton part of that medley? No, it was. Who was it? It was Fantasia, Patti, and Gladys. And look at that. She did all of that without even going to school. She did. I think that for most people, uh, the the benefit and it's it's very logical when you think about it is stability. If you have if you legitimize yourself and, and and get these credentials of having a college degree, it gets your foot in several doors. And I and in my adulthood, you know, I understand the importance of that. I understand how life can take ups and downs. You never know what's going to happen. And sometimes you literally need to press reset on your life. Move to a new city. Right. It's something that Asante <clears throat> and I have done. Um, and you have done as well, friend. Mm-hmm. You know, move to a different city. You have to find your footing. You have to have some type of stability. And so a degree will afford you that. Right. There's also something to be said for having a raw talent or a knack for something and a passion that's just so alive inside of you that you have to be immediately pursuant of it after high school. There's several people. Um, I was watching a singer do an interview on television the other day, and she was saying how when she was in school, she completely che- in high school, she completely checked out because every co- she was she said that she was like a scholar, she was getting good grades, you know, had all these scholarships thrown her way, but she checked out because she knew that the only option for her was to be a singer, and she mm-hmm. made a joke saying that once she saw that they didn't offer her a degree in being a superstar, she's <laughs> like, oh, not for me, I'm going to the studio, nice, you know, and she did that, so. Yeah. Um, I, 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 
I just see the benefits of both options. I truly yeah. do. Well, f- see, for me, I had a craft because mm-hmm. I wanted to be a singer. Yes. Um, but the problem with me was that my mom is an immigrant. <laughs> mm-hmm. She came from the Dominican Republic. Mm-hmm. And you know that story, you guys know the story. She came here with nothing, didn't yep. speak English, busted her butt like working in a factory. Um, she was uh, even cleaning radio stations at night, going to school to learn English, you know, going to college. And, and then by the time, you know, I was at the age where I had to start college, it wasn't even an option. Like, she looked at me like, listen, kid, you can sing. That's cool and all. But your <laughs> ass going to school. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> like, for me to tell a woman that literally busted her ass to yes. get me to even be able to afford college, you know what I mean? Yes. Coming from nothing, there was no way in hell that I was going to tell her I'm not going, that I want to be in a studio because I want to be a singer. It just wasn't – she really didn't give me a choice, you know? And it wasn't even a thing where she was like – you know, get out of my house or anything threatening like that. <laughs> you just but knew. I just knew just from the spirit, like, let me not play with this woman because she's been through a lot. Yeah. So I, it was a guilt more so. So I didn't want to go to college. I already knew I wanted to sing. Right. I knew I was supposed to be in a studio. And at the time, my best friend, Claude Kelly, shout mm-hmm. out to him, was already kind of starting to get his placements right. with huge artists, you know? So I already knew, like, I was his demo singer. Yes. Like, I was the voice he was using to to place these records so I was like I know that I have something I can do it and then luckily by him already being on the scene I knew I had an in into the studios you know I didn't have to pay for sessions like my mom knew all this but yeah. it just wasn't it wasn't an option your mama <laughs> told you she told you the choir and the competition are right. out <laughs> <laughs> she was not playing right so then you know what happened is I ended up going to school and I really didn't want to be there and it just made it so difficult for me because it was like this frustrating feeling of like here I am sitting in these classes and I was studying political science, which is cool, you know, but I was just like not there yeah. mentally, you know, and I didn't want to be there. I was like getting the I was doing the bare minimum. I was the one that was like doing the paper, the thirty page papers the night before they were due. Like, you know, yeah. like I just was like, Oh, let me just get through this. You know, and by the time I graduated, I had my degree. And I didn't even want it because <laughs> like, I wasn't going to use it. And the craziest part is the world didn't even really allow me to use it because trying to find a job was hell. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. so just because I had this degree, my mom kind of thought that it meant that I was set, that you I was going to graduate. some sort of security. Yeah, that yeah. I was going to graduate, get a job, be able to have my apartment and just kind of go through, you know, coasting through life. But it wasn't even that easy. Like, I, I remember when I graduated, I was sending out, like, 30 resumes of I don't even know maybe a day and yes. I swear I'm not exaggerating and I would get maybe one or two callbacks and then from those callbacks you go to the interview and still don't get it yeah how um how long did you do that process um after you graduated after I graduated it probably took me I'd say I remember I came home what you come home in like May I probably didn't get a job till like September Yep. October. So you spent your summer that the year whole summer applying stressed. for jobs. Yes, yeah. broke, stressed. Yep. My mom looking at me like, um, <laughs> "What you gonna do, girl? <laughs> When's the next interview?" <laughs> yeah. Mm. And then by the time I did get a job working for a politician, I, I realized like this sucks. Like the politicians were so phony. They were texting during their meetings, and mind you, they had to be passing like really important bills. And these politicians look like us in a school cafeteria, like yeah. socializing. You know, and then I was like, I don't even want to do politics. Like, so I did all of this, 
got it it was more so for the bragging rights because i thought like politics was like cool you know my yeah. mom would be proud and and then i didn't even want to do it and i kept going through it though like i stayed at the job then i went on to the next job after that i ended up working for this um nonprofit organization that helped um wean kids off of medication mm. so i was started working with them that I actually met her through the being with the politician and that was cool but i just always knew like i just want to make music you know yeah. and it was just this frustrating feeling of like why am i in this office right now at nine in the morning with these people that i don't want to be around you know f- sitting in front of a computer that i don't want to be sitting in front of when i know i have this talent and it's just like life just felt so frustrating you know but how do you feel because i know you're a creative too like what was your process did you go to college well that's the thing um i was listening <laughs> to you you know what you were saying about your mom how she came and she had to you know build from nothing yeah. and gave you this opportunity and it was kind of like my mom as a single mother set us up perfectly right i went to school got the grades and in georgia you can go to school for free if you got the hope scholarship but i got the hope scholarship and what? i'm I'm in school, like, just going to class, partying, going to class, and it was so boring. And it wasn't boring as I couldn't do the work. Like, I could do the work. They're just talking for an hour. They give you notes, and then there's a test. You just show up. It was like, what am I even doing this for? Right. And so one day, they cut one of the programs I was in, and I said, you know what? Fuck this shit. And I left school. And it was probably one of the hardest things that I had to do because my mom, when I was younger, she said, I think that you would probably be, like, a doctor or a lawyer or some shit. And I was going to school for business, and I was like, all right, cool. I'm going to make my mom proud and do right. this. And then I said, no. Like, I'm meant to, I'm, I'm being called did for something Did you call better. her first to discuss it, or was it something you did and then talk to her? Because <laughs> <laughs> that's scary. I definitely did it first, and oh, then I told God. her about it afterwards. No. But I think we were in such a space where it was like, you know, I was already, like, living on my own, doing my own thing, kind of. So I think she kind of saw that I was doing good on my own. Mm-hmm. I think she just kind of wanted more for me at the time and I think now um we're in completely different spaces like she realizes me leaving I had to grow like I couldn't just be at school doing whatever and there are a lot of great opportunities at school you know between the organizations that they have on campus all the different you know events and shit so it was great to go to school I could have connected with tons of people while I was there but uh Atlanta wasn't where I really wanted to be anymore anyway so it was just any excuse to like get out and on the first thing I did was come to New York City and I'm still here. So you left school no, Tisha and came Campbell to me. <laughs> Just because every time I say it, I'm going to think of Tisha fucking Campbell. So you left school. How long were you in it? Uh, I think I did school for about a year and a half, two years. That's not bad. And then you came to New York. And then I came to New York, yeah. And do you think that was the best decision? Um, Yeah. I think that a lot of people look back on things and they regret a lot of stuff that they've done. And for me, I can't look at things as regret. Like, it's all part of the journey. So if I didn't finish school and... I got to be here and meet up with whomever for the universe to put me in this room here with y'all. Right, it worked how it's supposed to. Then I've been to. doing the right things, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So that's what that's how I look at everything. I think sometimes we sit and we think about all the shit that we've been through and how it could have led us to this moment. It's like, how did I fucking get here? Here is where you're supposed to be. So whether it's a good place or a bad place, it's supposed to get you to the next place. And that's how I always have to look at it. Well said. How did you get here? <laughs> Bitch, I caught the bus. <laughs> Nobody's <laughs> supposed to be here. The fuck I'm supposed to be? See? Sorry. I was trying not to do the ratchet <laughs> version, and I was going to give y'all vocals, but... Is there really any other version, though? <laughs> like, when, when it's time I, to sing what? that, you know what I mean? Like, it's time to sing Since, that. Because we were... Because I just said still here. Did you know Deborah Cox actually also came out with a single recently? I'm at the play No, but she can really sing. Yes. Her, if you... It, 
listeners, you know, I always give you guys some research to oh do. Well, she <laughs> Go did on. Whitney, the movie, right? Yeah, she's, she was yeah. the voice. And she's actually doing um, The Bodyguard on, on, is it in London? I oh, think the body, they're, oh, they're doing oh, a, yeah. a bodyguard musical and mm-hmm. she's playing the lead. Oh, that's cool. But, I thought um, Heather Headley was doing that too, or she did it. Or I don't know, but the Deborah Cox is definitely doing it now or either about to begin her stay, um, you know, doing the yeah. role or whatever. But she actually, if you go on YouTube and search um, Patti LaBelle and Deborah Cox, Oh Holy Night, Patti LaBelle had a lifestyle show back in the day called Living It Up with Patti LaBelle that was, like, great. Did they used to come on BT? It came on TV One, I believe. TV One was around? Back in the day when it first started. But, what um, was TV One back in the day? It was always TV it One? It was always TV One, yeah. Oh, damn. But they, 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 on the Christmas episode, Deborah Cox performed. She was, like, seven months pregnant with her third child, and she performed Oh Holy Night. So I guess that can be the gospel reference of the week because holy <laughs> means, like, God and stuff. So, like, <laughs> Oh Holy Night. But, God and but stuff. like, I'm telling stuff. you, that performance, her voice, like and Patty start, you know Patty. She started feeling it, and she jumped on in and got her a piece at the end too. And <laughs> whoo, it was good. So just just search on YouTube for Patty Labelle, Deborah Cox, Oh Holy Night, and thank me later on Twitter. Straight from our choir director. Go ahead, y'all. straight from our choir director. <laughs> well, now it's your turn, Dustin. You know my story is 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 a little bit different. Um, I'm from the Midwest. Um, I have parents who. Uh, encouraged us to get an education and take care of ourselves. Right. They really wanted us to be able to sustain ourselves. Um, and I have grandparents who were from Arkansas and from Louisiana and told us stories about literally having the police, you know, spray them with water hoses, having dogs, you know, that being, you know, having dogs sent on them and ran after them to bite them and shit. And they, they really just wanted to get educated. So the importance and the value of education was always stressed in my household. Right. Um, <clears throat> I don't come from an area where there are a lot of people who are necessarily uh, creatives, right? There's not a lot of people who encourage you to pursue the arts as a career. Right. Um, and so we didn't. I didn't even realize. So, so let me just tell you the story. So we were encouraged to go to school, get a job, take care of ourselves. That's exactly what I did. And I was working for the union, the labor unions in Michigan, um, organizing, creating unions, things like that after school. Great job, great opportunity, but I was thrown into an environment with um, people who were a lot older than me in age who had not been educated and had been afforded these great jobs where they were making, you know, over six figures and sending their kids to school and all they did was go work in the factory every single day. Mm -hmm. They made tons of money during overtime hours and, you know, they created these lives for themselves and built homes and had, you know, ATVs and, and motorcycles and shit, you know. They did well without a formal education and they encouraged their children to get educations. But those were the niggas that I had to work with. And so here <laughs> I was, young, black, you know, coming in here and actually having to, you know, basically tell them what to do and there was a resentment there. Um, I took that just because of my personality and ended up forming friendships with those people because they were hilarious. I tell everyone some of the best writers, screen script writers, whatever, are in the factories in Michigan. Oh, these people literally sit in these factories for 12 to 14 hours a day, you know, and crack jokes on each other and tell stories and talk shit. And it is the best... The funny Asante, I've shared stories with you yes, previously. You like the funniest people I've ever met were in that environment. <laughs> anyway, uh, but it just wasn't enough for me. I knew I wanted something different, mm-hmm. and so after year seven, seven or eight, seven and a half of doing that, um, 
I went through a, another situation in my personal life and I was just like, this is it, this is enough. I picked up everything I had and I moved to New York City. I knew that I wanted to, I was intrigued. I had started traveling and spending time in other areas and meeting people who were telling me these stories about them leaving home at 16 years old to dance, you know, and their parents didn't want them. To, I'll never forget, it was one gentleman I, 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 I met when I came to New York who was a dancer. He was heterosexual, but he loved to dance. And his parents always told him that that was for gay guys and, you know, their son wasn't going to be a dancer or whatever. And he left how he left his home at 16 and just like wow. started dancing and went on to dance for like Beyonce, Britney Spears, Mariah, like all these people. Like so <laughs> I started meeting people that, sh that had stories like that. I always wanted to be an actor. I was always fascinated by like stories when, when Heath Ledger committed suicide and they started telling stories of how he prepared for his roles, you know, six months in advance and he would be on one set but be in character for his next role already. I was fascinated by that. And I was like, that's what I want to do. So I literally moved to New York. I had no experience in acting, no experience in theater, anything. And I just got on Craigslist and started I had a photo shoot in Detroit before I left because I knew I needed some fucking pictures. <laughs> and I, I moved to New York. Yeah, I'll show them to you. <laughs> I moved to New York and I started just submitting my pictures and, and auditioning for things on Craigslist. Met someone at, an, at a callback that I got at Broadway Comedy Club for an improv troupe. Met someone who introduced me to Backstage Magazine. Um, I got that. Then I started learning about Actors Access and all these other websites of, of in the communities of actors who were looking for work. And, you know, four months later, I booked my first play. I played Harry Belafonte off-Broadway. Oh, my God. And it just never stopped from there. And how did your parents feel when you told them you were going to New York to pursue acting? They didn't know what the hell was going on. And <laughs> even to this day, I've accomplished a lot of things, and I think that there's still a part of them that is uncomfortable with the uncertainty. Me, the uncertainty, mm -hmm. yeah. You know, I think that they really want stability for me. I, I definitely think that they're proud of me. Mm -hmm. um, but I know that they, because of the culture where we come from, I know that they would be much more comfortable if I was, you know, an executive at some company and they knew that I could pay my mortgage and right. I had two cars and shit. You know, right. like they, they would be, they would feel better about that. Which is that. fair because they just want to see the best. I completely understand yeah. the logic behind it, but that shit wasn't for me. Right. So <laughs> I headed to New York, uh, started acting, um, learned that I like to talk, learned that I like to be an on-air personality. And so I started pursuing opportunities like that. I worked with a couple different um, networks on the web. Um, and just the, the ball just kept rolling. You meet people. I met Asante uh, at a screening for a film that I was in. Like really? you just, you, yeah. And he oh, became one so of my cute. really close friends. Put, so put like, a pin in that. yeah, <laughs> we'll tell that story another day. But like, <laughs> maybe later on this episode, another yeah. day. <laughs> so, um, but yeah. And so the point of all that is, I found my passion, right? And it had absolutely nothing to do with my formal educational background, right? And so I do know that there is that that is a reality for several people, not just myself, and. I must say, though, that if I were a parent, I would definitely encourage my kid to get a degree. Yeah. I don't give a, a damn what it is. I just always want, I would always want my kid to have something to fall back on. I would be their biggest supporter and cheerleader and encourage them to, to, to wholeheartedly pursue their passions mm -hmm. after you get your degree. I respect that. I would. Just so that you always have, and it, it, had, it wouldn't mean that I didn't believe in them or I had doubts. It would just be more but so. But you feel it's better to have it than not. Than to not. I would just want them to be okay. 
Right. I trust yeah. their decision making because I, I would do my best to raise, you know, someone who could make good decisions. But I would also just want them to have that just so that they would always have something to fall back on because life, you know, sometimes that happens. You find yourself needing something to fall back on. That's true. Right. So, you know, I don't think I'm ever going to have kids. So I think this is the time to say if I do have kids, I'm going to want them to go to school, too. Mm-hmm. But I'm also going to want them to apply um, some very practical things very early in their childhood. Like, I think if we learned about certain, or if I learned about certain things in high school, because there are people that started businesses in high school. Yeah, absolutely. If I was one of those kids that just started a business in high school, then, you know, maybe I would have gone to get my degree because I probably could have afforded to go to whatever school I wanted through my business. But I think there's something to be said if your parents are pushing you. So if you feel like you don't want to be in school and your mama's pushing you, you, you need to look at why she's doing that, you know? Don't just look at it as like, oh, she doesn't understand. She doesn't respect me. Sometimes they don't understand. Sometimes, yeah, like you have to just be who you are. And I think that as a parent, it's definitely clear when your child is serious about something. You can tell, you know your kid, you know who you raised. Mm -hmm. There's a big difference between someone who does not want to do the work involved in getting a college education versus someone like you, friend, who knew that that was not for you. And for some people, they don't have the patience to tough it out the way that you did and go ahead and complete it. Some people literally like they, (laughs) some people like they, 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 they know like, hey, listen, you know, I want to fucking be a karate teacher. This is not for me. Like I I sit in class and do kicks. You know what I mean? Like I know, trust me, mom or dad, I can't do it. it. And I'm actually glad that Asante brought up high school because one thing I really wish, and this is for the parents that are listening especially, one thing I wish someone had told me in high school was to use my summers productively. Oh, my God. Yeah. And I wish someone, because I remember I went to a, a school that was predominantly white, and the white kids were always using their summers, like they were doing internships at, like, fashion houses or if they, you know, wanted some of them knew they wanted to be like music engineers, so they had like these awesome internships at like Sony and Universal, and I was just like, you know, at home, kicking <laughs> it, or maybe I'd have a job, Knocking you know out what the I mean? Summer reading list. Yeah, you know, and and I just I really wish that I think if you have that, if someone had like mentored you to to know that those summers should be used productively, you have a greater chance of c- kind of like understanding who you are and what you want, and the things that you like, you know, because you're out there feeling things out in different markets and I really wish someone had told me so if you're someone that's in high school right now or maybe a parent with a high school kid please please encourage your kids to start exploring their different passions and options early because that is really really helpful because that's why a lot of the kids that I went to school with by the time they hit college they already knew what they wanted to study because they had had four years to prepare before they even got to Mm -hmm. college and I went into college lost they understood then how the track worked you know how to get from point a to point b right and they and they even understood in us in you know the workforce too because they were interning so they already by the time they graduated college they had connections and networks already and that's so valuable and for me I would never say that one thing I, I want to get across also is that I'm not saying in any way that you shouldn't go to college or that college is useless or that it doesn't work. But what I am saying to the parents listening is that if you do have a child that is like begging you and speaking to you about their creative passions, don't be so quick to write it off. Right. Even if you do still want them to go to college, which I understand, because like right, like Dustin said, you want you want to feel that your kid has a plan B, and I totally get it. Why would you be a parent and not want that? But 
that doesn't mean that you should make the, that you should guilt them out of their passions because it's really unfair. I was so sad <laughs> all through college, and even when I came out of college, I was still working just for my mom. And then I ended up, you know, I mean, to this day, I don't use my degree. You know what I mean? And I'm, I don't know how my life would have been different if I didn't go to college. You know, I don't know if, if my music career would have been different. I, there's no, you know, there's no telling. So I can't really say I regret anything because I'm happy with where I am now. But at the same time, I, I know a lot of people that were pushed into school and it kind of broke something in them that they didn't even pursue their passions. They just went straight into a job and they're just not happy people at all you know and that sucks and one thing i will th be thankful for with my mom is that she sees what i do now and she always tells me like you know i know that i pushed you and then you were working she was like and it's crazy to see how when you used to have your jobs you were really sad <laughs> and stressed and you had like no life to you you were just kind of like doing what you had to do yeah. yeah every day and then she was like but as soon as you went back into the studio or the arts or even what i'm doing now with my own schedule traveling waking up happy she's like you're alive and you're happy you know and i feel bad that i kind of like tried to get in the way of that because she was projecting what she wanted what she had wished her life had been on me hmm. and she didn't allow me to have the life that i wanted to have right. and not the life that she wanted to have for herself so as parents don't project like be open-minded to and and it's a different world now being a creative isn't as hard i mean let me not say that it is hard <laughs> still, everything's hard <laughs> everything's hard <laughs> i take that back but there are more options and especially now with social media the networking you don't know who you're gonna meet like you know the the there's no ceiling now i think it's sort of a lot more infinite because of social media so i think it's something that as parents you should be more encouraging if you see a kid of yours that's artistic you know try to find a middle ground with them at least that's you know that's what i say i i don't know that i would push my kids to go to college honestly i think i would at least have them take a year off before entering college to maybe think about what they want to do maybe go pursue it because sometimes they can think they want to do it, and then they're like, okay, no, I don't. <laughs> I'm going to go to college. But at least give them the option and don't force them into a life that they did not have in mind for themselves. What's most important to me is is the value of education in general, right? Right. And so that doesn't always mean being college educated mm -hmm. to have an education. And your original point is is so valid to me where you said that you wish that you have been encouraged to spend your summers, you know, being productive or kind of figuring out where you landed. Who I was, right. And I think that a lot of parents do the best that they can with the tools that they have. And a lot of people don't know to put their suit, to put their children in summer programs or to kind of test them out and see what their interests are. A lot of people don't know. But if you are educated in that, if you do know that there's an opportunity there for your child to really find their interests and kind of get a sense of purpose, right? Mm -hmm. If you know that, then you know to put your child into those programs. And so it just kind of speaks to the importance of education in general 
And there are so many ways that you can get that. There's so many ways that you can know that, okay, these programs are available, a lot of a lot of which are free, you know, of charge for students in the city, for them to learn and get involved in the arts and find out exactly what their passions are. Right. You know, if you know that you have those resources, then you can definitely take advantage of them. But a lot of people just don't know. Right. And so that's why I'm very grateful for social media now, because even in and I act a damn fool on the Internet. Right. <laughs> but anytime I get an opportunity to push a certain initiative or to push something, you know, or, or get some information out there to let parents know what's available locally and, you know, nationwide, I do it right. because I know that. My parents were of a culture, you know, that just wanted their children to have an education and be able to sustain themselves and not necessarily well versed in the world of the arts or right. anything like that. And so if you can get this since we're in the midst of this information age, if you can get that information out to the people that need it, it's such a great thing to do because Indeed. the benefits, you know, are endless. Yeah. I don't plan on having children, but I think that I have a great opportunity to impact young lives now. And that's why every opportunity, I'm speaking at a panel tomorrow for young people uh, in Brooklyn who have been challenged, you know, in school and, and, and have personal issues that they feel are holding them back. And I'll be there tomorrow afternoon encouraging them to, you know, get past that wall and not be labeled and limited by what's going on right now right. to really think long term. So any opportunity that people have to impact young lives, especially as someone who is not their parent, you know, a non-parental authority figure, Student, young people, you know, through through like sixth through eighth grade, they lean, they gravitate towards non-parental authority figures, right? They think you're cool. And if you think back to that, that space, you remember those teachers, you remember those administrators who weren't so rigid, you right. know, kind of understood where you were coming from. They were a little more free-spirited. A little more free-spirited, and you really took and absorbed the wisdom that they imparted upon you. I can remember things that Dr. Stram, shout out to Dr. Stram in Flint, Michigan, who was our <laughs> math teacher, and I can remember being in the barbershop at 13 years old and him paying for my haircut but schooling me to the game when it comes to life right. while we're sitting in the barber waiting on those haircuts. And I remember those gems, and I still, you know, use some of that wisdom to this day. So I think that it's important for us to take advantage of, and when I say us, I mean every damn body, to take <laughs> advantage of any opportunity you have to impart wisdom upon young people and just encourage them to be free thinkers, fair thinkers, you know, and purpose-driven individuals at that age. Agreed. I think it'll just put them on a path to success. Um, I think this I, you just inspired me for the wellness segment. I think we should. <laughs> I think okay. I, like I think right. You like that? I just do. slide right in. Um, I think if you're a parent who's listening, I think a cool thing for the wellness segment this week would be for you to sit with your child <laughs> mm -hmm. and have conversations with them because I think that's something that parents usually don't have time to do because you know I know a lot going on a lot of times but make it a point to sit with your child and start asking them questions about their interests yes you know because my mom like I said she was she had projected her goals onto me and I don't really remember us sitting down and her being like okay Fran if you want to sing that's fine but what is your plan how are yeah. we going to do this? You want to sing? Then go sing. But what what are you going to do? Where's the studio? Who are you going to work with? Like, she didn't sit with me and try to make me think about the plan to get to this 
you know, to, to create this lifestyle that I wanted. And I think as a parent, it would be really awesome feeling. I would have loved if she would have asked me those questions because it not only would have had it have helped me think them through, but it also would have felt really nice, you know, that she really was trying to kind of like encourage me to follow what made me happy. So if you're a parent listening, I really encourage you to sit and have those conversations with your kids. And if you're someone that's in college now, you know, regardless of what year you're in, don't be afraid. I know it's scary because your parents are probably paying for your tuition and your books and your meals and your clothes. But, you know, I want you, especially if you're struggling and feeling really unhappy, to really have that conversation with yourself first and foremost and really ask yourself, where would you rather be? And I'm not saying go quit. <laughs> right. But maybe have these conversations with figure your yeah, with your parents you so you guys can figure it out. And maybe what you can do is start looking for classes or groups or things that you can join to kind of start making you like have a better understanding of maybe this is what I would rather pursue because maybe you need to take a year off you know I really wish that I would have taken that year off to really strengthen myself as an artist because maybe that year would have really allowed me time to show my mom that I could do it you know what I mean and that I was serious that's what Claude did Claude didn't go straight to college. He took that year off and then he, you know, messed around with his music and, and proved to his mom, like, this is, I'm serious, mom. And now he's a multimillionaire that's written for mm-hmm. everybody from Britney Spears to Rihanna to, you know, like shout he's, out. shout out to Claude, right? Yes. And he was my biggest inspiration because here I was watching him do it. And even my mom was like, wow, okay. <laughs> like, you know, maybe I should have listened to you. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So, you know, like I, like I said, if you're a college student, just really, really sit with yourself and ask yourself if you're happy, you know? And and not just college students, even the adults that yeah. are listening. Like, because look at my mom. My mom did everything by the book, how she thought, worked for 25 years. And then now she just retired two years ago. She's 60. And now she's sort of like, okay, I think my life started now, you know, because that's now, amazing. Right. After 25 years of just this sort of like nine to five, nine to five, nine to five. Now she's just at home and now she doesn't even know who she is. And she's trying to figure out who am I outside of this definition of a job, of a steady check, of being able to pay my rent. Like, now it's sort of like, whoa, like my whole life has kind of passed me by and I define myself by this this life that looked so good on paper but didn't necessarily tell her anything about herself as a person and now she doesn't even know what her contribution to the world really was you know like Mm. she's just like okay so I was able to sustain myself and that's fantastic but like what dent did I make in the world you know and now these are the questions she's asking herself at 60 which is fantastic because at least she's asking them right period you know so I support her and I try to tell her like well mama's figured out you know, like, what's the creative job you want now? <laughs> <laughs> you know, so even if you're 60, 50, 70, 80, like, I think the whole point of these wellness segments is for us to really just be tapped into how we're actually really feeling. So I think it'd be cool if you even ask yourself, maybe you've been at the same job for 10, 20 years. Maybe it's time for you to be like, am I happy? Do I even really want to be here? And trying to find a way to you know redirect don't be afraid to redirect it's never too late never and reroute and just find your happiness because seriously i'm telling you man my mom is 60 now and she's just like wow like where have i been because she was just kind of like on autopilot 
functioning. Yeah, just it's so functioning. easy to get to that place. So too. easy because those steady checks. Life is so complicated and rough, and sometimes those steady checks can really seduce you. Yeah, and even the challenges that you face trying to get to a place where you can get those steady checks right. and sustain yourself and be right. comfortable. It's so hard getting a job now. Once you get there, right. it's like, okay, now let me maintain. Yeah. Right. And you, you never for so long, you're so hard. Now you just feel like you can rest. Yeah. You just settle for that little bit as right. opposed to like continuously working hard to go above and beyond. Or right. even just trying to really figure out and define, you know, who the fuck you are apart from just functioning and moving through you know the necessities of life it just gets so monotonous and like just ugh. so right. you're right friend and yeah. shout out to your mama for figuring her shit out right i love that i love that it, it what it does too is that it's inspiring to see that your journey absolutely. of learning who you are really never ends absolutely you know because you're gonna make so many turns and twists and i think uh i think the the phrase of this week is just like just reroute and don't be scared reroute. to reroute. You know Rerouting. what I mean? Yeah, I think it's it's okay. Man, you know how many times I rerouted? <laughs> <laughs> I went from being an artist. Then I thought I was going to be a congresswoman. <laughs> now I'm a blogger. Now I have a podcast. Like, And this, and I'm only 33. Like, Who knows where I'm going to be at yeah, 40, yeah. 50, and 60? I could you know, end up wanting to go back to school. I mean, yeah. it, it never ends. And I think the fun part is to just be open-minded to receiving whatever it is you're supposed to receive and don't be so stuck in this life that you've created for yourself because I know a lot of you are so tired and unhappy of being on autopilot. There are people that are painters, singers, dancers, actors, and listen, it's not easy being a creative, but it's also not easy working at a nine-to-five, and if you're going to be struggling, you might as as well struggle in the direction that will make you the happiest. And be fulfilled. And fulfilled. There's something that the, the, the importance of fulfillment is one of the greatest lessons I've learned at this point. I don't know shit. I'm still figuring everything <laughs> right. out. But fulfillment, this is the value of that is just limitless for me. I, I truly know what it means to feel fulfilled. Absolutely. And I also know, know that not feeling unfulfilled is one of the worst feelings I have ever experienced in my life and I never want to go back right. so I don't give a damn how low I got to bite my nails I don't give a damn <laughs> how much I got to scrape my knuckles <laughs> I am going to climb until I get to whatever the hell I want to be That's at right. and wherever I want to be because I, I refuse to feel unfulfilled I refuse to be just moving around the damn box of life and just, you know, just bumping into the walls and shit, you know, and not really ever defining myself and not right. really ever knowing my perspective and feeling like I have accomplished something, feeling like I have created a legacy for myself, feeling like I have written my story. And when I die, people will be able to say, this is what Dustin was about. This is who he was. And he lived and we on knew his own him. terms. Yeah, we knew him and we know that he meant what he said mm-hmm. and everything he did had spirit and life behind it that's what's important to me so all the bullshit all the you know meeting criteria and caring about what people think and subscribing to all of that shit and being able to say oh well you know i did this and this is what i did and so here i am presenting myself am i good enough fuck all of that <laughs> you have to really really know yourself and you have to do the work that it takes to figure all that out and really feel that you have seen something through to completion there's Absolutely. nothing like that that mm. that feeling of 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 you know gratification that comes from that. So know yourself, know your worth. Yeah, and I remember sitting in business class once and I was flying out from some event that I had and I was sitting next to 
you know, the typical like Wall Street dude with like his suit. And so we started talking and, you know, long story short, he ends up telling me that he was on his way to go meet up with his band. Mm. <laughs> and I was like, what? I was like, you're in a band. And he's like, yeah, I wanted to be, a, you know, an artist, but, you know, life kind of got in the way. But he was telling me how, like, even though he was this top level, top level executive, he was like still in his band on the weekends mm. and how that was his passion and Dope. his dream. And he was like, honestly, I hate my job. But you get so caught up in being viewed as this executive and the yeah. way that people treat you is so yeah. different that he just kind of was seduced by that yeah. and never really pursued his passion. And he, mind you, this guy was like, had to be in his early 60s. So it was like so funny. He's telling me about like. How his, cool is that? Right. Yeah. He gave me his CD. <laughs> <laughs> I love shit like yeah, that. Yeah, and shit it was like totally horrible, happens. but I just thought it was so... <laughs> but bless his heart. Yeah, you know, it was bless so his endearing. Heart. Yes. You know, but it just taught me so much, you know, how how to see that, like, even at that age and even being this executive that, you know, to the outside world means you made it, he still was out there looking for his happy, and that really inspired me. You know, it's like, don't fall for the trap. Yeah. <laughs> Like, don't fall for the trap at all. Just do what makes you happy. The only trap I'm falling for is trap music. And on that note, <laughs> why don't we go uh, ahead and take a break and move into our Asking for a Friend segment. We'll be right back. We're talking about dates, you know what I mean? And and for me, I've had so much success in my dating life since I've been using that bevel razor. Really? I have a newfound love for headbands, like bandana headbands, because my head is so shiny and smooth mm -hmm. now, thanks to my bevel razor, that you can go to getbevel.com and use the code FRIENDZONE to get 20% off and get your shiny head on and get your dating life stepped up on the level, like baby girl said, you gotta level up. You can use your bevel razor to do that. Asante, how do you feel about your bevel razor? Well, I just want to say that your head is, like, shining a little bit shinier. Is Thank that because you. of the product? Like, have you been using the stuff that comes with it, too? Yeah, and every time I use it, when I use that balm, that restoring balm. It smells so good. Yeah. And Wait, I, I, what, what is it that comes with the razor? And I'm really asking. Yeah. I'm not oh, yeah. <laughs> you get, you got it. Yeah, so it's, like, the razor itself. Right. And then, it, like, they tell you how to detach it. And it's, like, twenty a box of 20 blades. That, is it 20? Yeah, it's 20 blades, right? Chopping blades. And then it's uh, That's so cool. the brush itself, which is so fucking cool just make sure you don't like leave it anywhere while the little and the brush is just to get the straight hairs off of your face no, no so the brush is what you put the uh the shaving cream on and you give it the lather on your face and it lifts the hairs oh yeah so classy. it looks like an old school i feel like such a gentleman when right? i use it yeah it, it's dead ass is like an experience that you're giving yourself like people have their hair experience you know friend i know you know all about that right so like part of the shaving experience is that you know you set up with your bevel you got your your whip out you know you whipping that product on your face and then it's some the cream on the brush, you can leave some on there if you need to use some later. Reapply. And just apply a little bit of water, and it, it makes the um, the foam, it, it re-instills, reinstates the foam. Oh, it, like, activates it. it. Act, you, thank you, friend. Ooh. It <laughs> activates the foam oh, all over again. That's so So it's the, the razor, the brush. The razor, the brush. There's a priming oil that, that you, you can use early. first. Mm -hmm. um, and then there's a, re, uh, is it re, 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 restoring, restoring balm. balm that yep. you use afterwards? Wow. It's great. So it's, it's like a pre-shave cream, no, pre-shave oil yep. Yep. and then Shaving a post-shave balm. Mm -hmm. Yes. This is so classy. Yeah. I definitely saw the brush and I thought it was like someone's blush. <laughs> and I was yeah. like, I was like, Sante, what's this? <laughs> yeah. well, but know. it looks so classy. I really, I think that's my favorite part. Just, I think, 
for you to walk into a man's bathroom and, and see, see that. that. It's yeah. Like, wow. yeah, and it all looks classy. <laughs> right, like the, very the razor grown. looks like it should be like titanium. It's and like beautifully onyx designed. And diamond encrusted or something. Yeah, shit. it is really nice. So we're very in love with our bevel razors, actually, you know, as you can see from our conversation here. And we would love for you to get in love, to be in love, rather, with your bevel razor experience as well. So like like I said originally, I keep stumbling over my words, but that's okay because I'm going to keep going. This is what I do. And like I said, (laughs) you can go to G-E-T-B-E-V-E-L dot C-O-M and use code the friend zone at checkout. Oh, excuse me. Thank you, Asante. See, you got my back. I do. We complete each other. So don't like forget. That meme. So don't forget to go to getbevel.com and use code friendzone. That's G E T B E V E L dot com. And don't forget to use code friendzone for twenty percent off your first order at the website getbevel.com. All right, so I think this is a great icebreaker because we already touched on it a little bit. But this one says, hi there. First, thanks for making such a cool new podcast show concept for all of us to enjoy. You all are great individually and even better together. You're so welcome, Thank you very much for that. So here's the question. You all seem to have come from three really different walks of life. How did you all become friends? Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) I figured that's a great question for the friend zone. Well, I'm going to tell everybody how I met Fran Mm -hmm. because I'll never forget it. We were at a rally, a march actually for Trayvon Martin. Oh, wow. In Union Square. And this beautiful girl walked up. And I like pretty people. I don't (laughs) care. And like she walked up and she was so cute. And her hair had like this glow. And then. I was being me, cracking jokes, and you were getting all of my jokes. And as do you remember that friend, like as we were walking, we were like laughing and vibing and shit. And I was like, I love her. I had no idea about and the was- greatness that was. Hey, friend. Hey, I knew nothing about like this site, anything. Right. I just knew that this girl was like so dope. And once they explained to me, like you were their friend, and like. You know, you were a hey friend, hey and stuff. I was just enamored, and I was like, I like her. That's I remember it. Like, that day. Dead. Yeah, that was we, a powerful day. That, that was. Chris almost got arrested that day. Actually. I know. And remember her shoe broke. Oh yep. <laughs> yep. The damn cops and everything. And we had to go to Dwayne Reed to get her little slip on. Oh, we sure yeah. did. <laughs> the after club flats. <laughs> we sure did. What a very powerful that is day. how I met friend. Um, Asante and I met I was in a movie and Asante came to uh, a screening. screening and a Q and A of that film. Yeah. And. They remember me from that, but I don't remember Asante from that. I remember Asante from. Oh, he about to tell this he, part wrong. Listen. No, I, this is what happened. <laughs> I, I walked past. I walked past the Starbucks, and Asante saw me. I don't remember seeing him. You didn't and so see he, me. He tweeted that he saw me, or something, and that I was like rude no you know what i'm saying i didn't even imply that that's just what he read okay but what did you say so i was sitting i remember this i was sitting in starbucks and i was like on my laptop or whatever and i was like oh my god i think you know at whatever your name was at the time Mm -hmm. just walked by and so then i think xd retweeted it and was like oh him or something and i was like i was like yeah and then you just responded back with something random there was something said about like guys from somebody it might not have even been you it may have been a reply to the tweet but somebody said something about guys from new york behaving you know a certain way as if like they would be rude or like not speak when they saw you even though they knew you or whatever and because it's so important to me that i'm not like 
I'm not a bad guy, but because of the way that I look and because of the way that I carry myself, a lot of people automatically assume that, like, I'm a player, I'm or a man whore, I'm yeah. arrogant, whatever. You know what I mean? And when I say the way I look, I mean, like, the my style. Not that, I but mean... thank you. I love you, friend. <laughs> but not that. I mean, like, me being... I have an aggressive look. Mm. You know, even my style of dress and shit is just being Dustin. And so I think that I give off, you know what I mean, a persona that is not exactly, you know, what it is. What it is. Right. And so it's important to me that people don't think I'm an asshole cuz right. even though I can be if need be, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm not. So he read whatever on his timeline yeah. that Whoever said that. replied that wasn't and, you. And that wasn't me cuz I was just like, "Oh shit, I think I seen this nigga walk by." So what happened was what happened? I went to a meeting with a mutual friend that we had and 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 you came. And when I saw you and I had seen the tweet, it was very important to me that I let you know how I am. I like to clear the air about shit. So I was right then. I'm like, hey, I just want you to know I'm not that guy. You know what I'm saying? I saw your tweet or whatever. (laughs) If I'd have known that that was you, I would have said, what's up? I'm not, you know, that dude. I just want you to know and hear it from me. So you guys had like a back and forth on Twitter? No. No. Oh. No. That's why when he told the story like the first time, I was like, I I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) So actually until just right now, it's the first time I've heard of this other tweet that he saw. Because he said he saw something. I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. And I just kind of was like, whatever. But yeah, this nigga's crazy. (laughs) And when I met him at the screening, I remember him being like his character in the movie was crazy. So I was like, oh, hell no. But he gave like this really cool answer. You know, just um, I went to performing arts high school. Mm -hmm. So like to hear an actor talk about their character and really like sell and give it the background that he was giving it when he answered the question. I was like, I fucks with this dude right here. Like, that's dope as fuck. That's why when that whole Twitter shit happened, I was like, I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> and I was like, new to Twitter, so maybe my maybe I was just, on, just reading it. I all was wrong. probably just like, don't fuck with me. Because yeah, you know, you know it's that so. stream too, so you probably see. That's why I was like, oh, oh you yeah, seen some shit that ain't got. He read to do the whole me. conversation. Yeah, or I didn't mean you meet. I I was trying to remember. I can't that. remember. We just connected. When, when was the first day we met? <laughs> no that's idea. So weird. I have, I have no clue. The first time that we met. I can't even picture it. I can't either. I know it had to be... Okay, so I knew that we knew of India before we knew of each other, maybe? Like right. We, I, I can't even... Friend, how did we meet? India who? So the people oh, know India Sean. Oh, Shout out yeah. to India Sean. Who I met when I was working... When I was living in Atlanta, <laughs> working on music uh, out of who? the studio. And she was a, a singer-songwriter that I ended up falling in love with because she's amazing who i fell in love with in college yeah, who happened to be asante's friend this is how small the yep, world and, is and we went to the same school before i left right so we maybe i don't know the first day i n- met you though i can't remember okay i know for sure it was in new york i just can't think of if it was like at was it at one of those events i know that i met you i know that we've seen each other at events i just don't know which maybe one. sobs because we have such a like passion for music I know it had to be like an event we've seen each other at SOBs right I'm pretty sure it was a music event I'm not gonna be able to we're not gonna figure this out tonight not tonight (laughs) (laughs) our old asses but that was a really cool icebreaker that was a cool icebreaker memory lane I wish I would've remembered how we met before I asked it though right I was really we'll remember we'll think of it for next week I was hoping you would remember because I'm like damn I don't even know but like with Dustin with there are certain people it is so vivid how I met and like there are some people that have just been in my life that I'm For just like, so oh, they're long. just part of me. I just don't even know. And we didn't meet at SOBs? No? Who, whose show do you think we met at? India's. <laughs> I, feel like I know we there. saw each other at India's show, but I feel like we we met before that. I don't know. We'll figure it we'll out. We'll figure it out. 
<laughs> this is gonna fuck with me, bro. right? I'm not sleeping. I well gotta tonight. take my ginkgo biloba, you know, <laughs> <laughs> my my spironella. <laughs> spironella. Sidebar: the name the, the ginkgo biloba has always been funny to me. Always, <laughs> always. Ever since I was a kid, you know, like ginkgo biloba. That just, that just always made me say. laugh. That's why I always say it. I say that shit. And people are like, what are you talking about? I'm like, ginkgo biloba, nigga. Ginkgo biloba. Ginkgo biloba. You ain't take your man music. Roll over, Beethoven. Ginkgo biloba. Well, that was a great uh, icebreaker. Yeah, I like Please that. send in your icebreakers along with your questions and comments to the friend zone at loudspeakersnetwork.com. And speaking of, Yay. we are going to go ahead and get into this our asking for a friend segment. I love this shit. Right? Um, I'll, As always, thank you all for sending in. I'm reading the emails all the time. Um, it would actually help me because I have ADD if y'all title them properly. But y'all don't got to do that. I just love to actually read. And I want you all just to know. Just a neat freak. <laughs> that um I know, but I want you all to know that we are here. We're listening. We're reading. Um, and I hate to be cliche and tell you every week, but be encouraged. I'm reading a lot of the stuff in here, and some of it, I don't know if we're qualified to answer, but I'm definitely reading, and I'm definitely like bearing with you. And, and we'll try our best. We will try our best to get through all of these. But everybody wants you know answers to shit. And we want to make sure that we're covering a lot of different things. And oh, and even if you want to hear us talk about something specific on the show, we're more than um, open to hear some things. So Definitely. yeah, send us topic ideas too. Um, there's a, definitely a lot of uh, hey friend hey stuff in here Ooh. that hopefully we'll be able to get into at some point. <laughs> mm-hmm. But to go on ahead and get into our first asking for a friend segment, I, I've only marked these orange, so I'm not even sure which ones I'm going to pick first. But here we are. Um, my question has to do with social media in a relationship. Oh boy. <laughs> ah, we are. <laughs> Dustin. I have been dating my boyfriend for nearly three years. I wish years. we had a camera in here, y'all. <laughs> yeah, we gotta, we gotta look into that. <laughs> okay, listen, listen. I've been dating my boyfriend oh, for nearly three years, and the fact that he has never put it out in the public that we are an item has started to bother me. Uh oh. His two main reasons whenever I ask are that he is not big on social media use and secondly that he wants to keep his love life private from his family, which by the way I have neither met or they have seen me over at his place. I've either met or they've seen me over at his place. I understand wanting to keep certain things private on social media as I also don't feel I need to tell the world my business, my every second or thought, but I would think a simple thing like a photo of us on his phone or say what's that profile pic? I'm so old. What's WhatsApp? WhatsApp is a it's a, a an app that allows you to text internationally. International, mm, yeah. Okay, I'm not international yet. That's the problem. Anyway, <laughs> um, like a photo of us on his phone or say WhatsApp profile pic is not being too out there. So simply put, my question is this: In this day and time, would asking for such things like a profile pic of us as his background pic on his phone um, be something similar to say a pic of your girlfriend in your wallet? <sighs> I have mixed feelings, right? No, I don't. I know exactly how I feel about this. <laughs> I think that this speaks to something that we've discussed previously, which is a need for validation sometimes. It's a natural thing that we have as humans or whatever. But I think that you are in a moment where you have an opportunity to kind of shift the direction of things, right? Like, yes, that's important to you, but obviously it's an issue for your partner. I think that that's something that deserves... Der, des, mm. What the fuck is wrong with me? I think that's something that, right. (laughs) Drink your water. Drink, drink, drink. Water. Anyway, uh, (laughs) I think that it's something that should be respected. Everybody has a track, right? People have have stages that they go through where they are okay with certain things. It's completely fine for your partner not to be comfortable being as visible 
you know what I mean, with his with with whatever you guys have going on. I think a great alternative would be maybe schedule a photo shoot for you guys and create some pictures, like get some pictures okay. taken, you know, for around the crib. Get them blown up, Aww. put in frames, <laughs> put them in the bedroom, over the bed, you know what I mean? Get a photo shoot done for you guys and maybe that, maybe he'll like the pictures and decide to throw the shit up on Instagram. Like, you never know. That's a completely different approach to doing what would get on my nerves, which would be telling me, you know, well, why won't you put a picture up of us? And, yeah. and don't you think it's been long enough? Like that, that would make me head for the door. You know what I mean? As opposed to doing something cool and organic, like, hey, like, let's just do a really cool photo shoot or whatever. You know, something that he might be okay with. Yeah, well, my only question is, what, what, what is it that you're looking for it to tell you exactly like if you guys have a good healthy strong relationship and you're happy the picture going up on the internet is ask yourself is it because you want to be claimed publicly mm-hmm. so that yeah. everyone knows that's right or is this like because i really don't know what else it would really give you like what's the high outside of just people knowing and if that's what it is then you kind of need to like realize that that's really not relevant to your relationship so it's sort of strange to force someone to do that see there's a difference i think between hiding a relationship though and then just not being comfortable with it being public i personally like i've mentioned before on the show i wouldn't i I won't say never but i probably won't be putting a picture of the person (laughs) i'm dating Mm -hmm. on my instagram he understands that everyone else i've dated um has understood it and he's cool with it but i also don't hide him like i if you're someone that is attentive to detail <laughs> you'll see me and him might tweet each other sometimes funny things or i'll retweet his projects he'll retweet mine we're supportive of each other so there's no like hiding it it's not like i'm trying to like pretend he doesn't exist um he doesn't pretend that i don't you know it's not that kind of thing but it's just that we respect each other's space online because the other thing you do is you also open your life up to opinion absolutely you know because then now they're going to be people telling you oh i saw him or you know whatever people oh that's your boyfriend or that's your girlfriend and or girls being shady and leaving you know you don't even want to open that can of worms to your relationship yeah for a long time i didn't even follow my significant others Mm -hmm. i didn't want to see who they were retweeting or what they liked or who they're following because it just brings in such childish energy (laughs) into your relationship everyone falls for it i remember looking on my feed on instagram being like why is he liking her picture Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then i had to catch myself like you're being so childish right now Mm -hmm. this is why you don't need to follow your boyfriend (laughs) on instagram you know, so I just think you need to ask yourself. I personally don't care to be claimed. As long as my relationship in real life feels healthy and I know his family, he knows mine, and we're growing and building, that is what matters. The offline health matters more to me than the online appearance. I think um, I think that's very important to say because a lot of people focus so much about online. The they forget about the shit in person. Like, so, you know, you want a profile picture change, but is that really going to affect... The day-to-day, you know, if y'all wake up in the morning and say hello, is that going to, are you going to not say hello because you don't have the profile picture? I mean, people aren't going to be able to see this change, so you should really worry about what's happening in the household and keeping that happy. And then I think, like Dustin said, if you set it up to entice him into a way, like, he'll just be like, you know what, I got to make this my everything. But Mm -hmm. you can't just force that on anybody, especially when it's something a lot of people might see as trivial. Like, you know, maybe your boyfriend doesn't care about that shit, like, my profile is where my niggas go and you know we like to do nigga shit so i'm just leave my nigga profile picture up it might be something like that 
or uh, it just might be something as simple as I don't log into this shit all the time. I don't want to put up no picture. But whatever that picture means to you, it probably isn't going to mean the same thing to him anyway. So that's a battle you might not want to even pick. This is a great space, right? Like, I think that the, the person that wrote the letter in, they have a perfect opportunity right now to just totally reevaluate the legitimacy of their commitment. Like, why is it so important to you that you display this? Right. Really, like, reintroduce yourself to the validity of your union and, like, the things that you love about your relationship mm-hmm. and, and really make sure that you are secure and comfortable in your relationship. And it may affect, you know, really the importance or lack thereof of this whole entire issue for you. That's Once so you really true. think about it That's like so that. That's so true because mm-hmm. the, the relationship I'm in now, we work so hard at just being healthy and good for each other and mm-hmm. supportive. And that's such a main focus that, mm-hmm. like, I don't even think about internet when I'm mm-hmm. when in anything dealing with him because our life offline is like so it's so rich, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. We're learning and falling and getting up, and it's like so much going on that I don't really think about that, you know. But I do think it, you know. I understand you, you. It's your boyfriend. Yeah, you want to be Yeah, like yeah. I get it. In no way am I sitting here like, girl, what are you? Like I get it. I right. get that it feels good. You want everyone to know that you're happy and in love but just but i don't think it's a conversation that you should put pressure on someone i think at that point like you're being a little bit pushy because i know i would get turned off if somebody was like why don't you put my picture because the reality is if he wanted to put it he'd do it there's nothing to really talk about you know and as long as he's respecting you too like because maybe if he's not putting pictures of you and then you see him like with bitches with other girls yep. or maybe being flirty in the comments and clearly he's not putting a picture because he wants to stay free and open and that's a whole different completely different whole issue. different issue but if he's on there you know putting up his pictures being cool nothing disrespectful then i think you should just relax worry about the health of your offline relationship you i know? agree Thanks. let us know how it works yeah, out yeah keep us posted all right so for the second letter me and my girl are very silly people Part of why we work so well is that we can laugh at each other. Today, we decided to roast each other's outfits over text, and it got heated and way off topic. I told her I would take her ex to dinner and make her watch from the window while we eat lobster tails and capers. What? She said, do you know who my ex is? You'd have to level up to get with her. Oh. As I mentioned, my girl is my girl, but she's not my girlfriend. I want a relationship, but she's not ready. She says it's because she just got out of her last relationship three months ago now. Wait, I'm what the hell is going on? I'm completely <laughs> what confused. What the hell like, is going on? <laughs> Baby, wait, let me explain. Um, so they were joking, right? And the way that they joke is they just be roasting each These other. I break. get that. What I, here's, 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 here's what I'm confused about because it like shifted. Like it, it did. These, they're obviously, you know. So they're in a thing, but they're not so they're like dating, together. they're dating, but right. not in a relationship. Okay. And she's been out of the relationship for three months. Oh, see, I was thinking they were friends. Oh, no. And then like it shifted to like they're fucking. Nope. I didn't me, know. Me and my girl are very silly people. So my girl like Pam and Gina or my girl like... <laughs> Cleo and what was the girl's <laughs> name with the blonde hair and set it off? I don't know. Anyway, I, that's a real question. Like what? Like what's well, she, what's she yes, talking about? I believe it is lesbians. Oh, okay. From the giddy up, from the beginning measure. though. I, right? I believe it is. Okay. Me and my girl. Yep. And she said you'd have to level up to get with her. Yep. Sorry, I had to find my spot. You see why I was confused? I felt like Miss Sophia. Confused. <laughs> How you feel, Miss Sophia? 
confused. <laughs> oh my god! So do you, you don't want me to read this? I definitely I, want you to read it. I just don't want to be confused. confused. Okay. As I mentioned, my so no, I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. As I mentioned, my girl is my girl, <laughs> but she's not my girlfriend. <laughs> See, I don't know. Start it over. Um, I'm trying to give her space to choose me, but we've been dating for two months and no moves have been made. Hearing her basically say her ex-girl is in another league has got my wheels turning and got and my feelings hurt. It makes me wonder if she likes me but doesn't think I'm better than her ex. Uh-uh. I don't know how to approach the situation because it was supposed to be jokes but it felt real what would you guys do yeah it didn't sound like a joke to me at all <laughs> yo jokes are always like 90 percent truth they do say that with a little, little bit of truth. with a little bit of lol yeah <laughs> to mm. soften the blow to soften the blow i mean the reality of it is you might not be on her ex-girlfriend's level but that don't mean that she doesn't want to be with you because of that like she wouldn't be fucking around with you if you know she felt like you weren't that bitch but y'all are still very early they just be broke j- up, too, three months ago. Yeah, she's been apart for three months, but then this girl has been trying to get with this girl for the past two months. So, I mean, that's fast. <laughs> yeah, she didn't have time. Well, I mean, let me not the say that. The hot pocket ain't even people, done. <laughs> the people it's still cold in the middle. Still, yep. <laughs> you got to flip it over. Oh, my God. People, you know, have different uh, time frames for when they get over their exes. So I know people that get over it the next day. Some people take years. So there's really no telling. We don't know. But true. I still don't think three months Isn't that for time. me, yeah, that wouldn't be enough for me. If I'm with you after three months from being with my ex, you're definitely a rebound. I was just about to say I was But I don't want to tell you that because that sounds so harsh. But this is the friend right. zone. But this is the friend zone. I d- for me, I think that there's just a general lack of respect in this entire situation, right? Obviously, if you're dating someone, it's going to make them feel insecure if you start bringing up how great your ex was. Right. I don't really see the need to talk to someone that you've only been dating for how long, Asante? Two months. Two Two months. months About your ex shouldn't even come up in conversation. Like, you guys are literally on the beginning of getting to know one another. You have so much other shit to talk about. So So bringing that up, whether it was joking or not, to me was disrespectful maybe unintentionally disrespectful but disrespectful nonetheless so maybe you guys should work on literally like respecting one another and those boundaries and caring and speaking to when you're dating someone like you covet them Mm -hmm. so you treat them gently gently you know you 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 treat you handle them with care and there's certain things it's the honeymoon phase yeah there's certain things that that you wouldn't even want to say because the potential is there for them to be offended or made uncomfortable so let's just work on respecting each other first yeah because she's the one that brought up she's the one that joked first that i took your ex out for lobster tails and capers and shit yeah, yeah. You definitely so you you open not to say that you should have been waiting for her to say well yo, my ex is better than you so like you know <laughs> that's fucked up but right. you know when you joking and shit you never know what you're gonna get especially when y'all roasting so not- and there's a way to do like i talk all this shit in the world but there's certain things i won't say to certain people because i know that it could potentially hurt their feelings yeah. you know and telling them you're going to take, you know, her ex out for lobster tails, you know, on a $200 date. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> what the hell you is that? Like, it. yeah. But at like, the same time, maybe what I would do if, if someone joked with me like that, uh, I would probably talk to them about it. And and not and I know you probably don't want to do that because you don't want to mess up the honeymoon period or seem sensitive or maybe even push her away. So I get it. But at the same time, it's bothering you very clearly. 
you should probably talk to her and be like, listen, I don't know, but that, like, level up joke didn't really feel like a joke. You know, is there something that you still feel? Because that very much so sounds like she's still hung up on her ex. That's I what I would be think. honest, though, you guys. Like, what did you expect her to say? When right, you I tell was just someone, about to say, yeah, I don't right? think that she's necessary. Uh, I, if, I, I hate to be like this, but if you say to me some shit like that, then I might, I just might First say thing, some shit like that back. Well, you yeah. ain't on the level anyway. I mean, that, like, I mean, you know, like, like what better, and this is no shame, so but you if feel you, like it's just like, if y'all doing one up on each other. You came at me, so I'm going to come at you type thing. Especially Which again, when y'all are roasting. See what I mean about the disrespect? Right, right. It's, exactly. a, it's like, like an energy that shouldn't even be happening. Shouldn't even be there. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. I, I, like, why are you maybe guys being Maybe because I don't joke like that. Yeah, and that's exactly what it is. If someone came at me like, like that, I wouldn't even have a retaliation because I'd be like, whoa, 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 like, let's not start this. I'd be you like, know? you know what? I got, I so got to work in the morning. <laughs> I got a studio. Gone. I got to be that, like, studio. for real, I think for my, me. I think people that I deal with hate the most when I don't respond, when I just start laughing. They're like, oh, you probably said some shit in your head. Because like, I <laughs> just kind of like, like laugh did. at people. And I always do. I'm just like, well, maybe because I'm such a communicator now, like, I just need to know, like, okay, what's the story behind this joke? Like, I would have to know. I right. would have to know. And you need to accept real shit. Like, you know, we, we give it to you real here at the Friend Zone. You have to accept responsibility for your portion. We talk about personal yeah. responsibility a lot here. That's true. And I don't know what it. you thought she was going to say when you told her you were going <laughs> to take her ex. <laughs> Out to dinner, to a nice dinner, too. Like, basically wine was, and dine. But you okay. know what? Maybe she was testing the waters, too, and doesn't like that she got burned. You know what I mean? Yeah. She clearly was tr- trying to maybe put in something about the ex to find out what was really happening. You know, sometimes you make jokes just to find out something. <laughs> Baby girl, you're going to have to eat those. that one. <laughs> oh! <laughs> <You're> gonna, you're <laughs> gonna, <laughs> That, no pun intended. That works You're going to have to eat that one, baby girl. Like, you, like, 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 I, I'm sorry. You know what? And I am not mad at that as the answer. <laughs> That's it. That's our final answer. That might be the name of the show this week. <laughs> You're going to have to eat that one. <laughs> Wink That's emoji. nasty. <laughs> okay. Oh, well, good luck with that. Please update us on how that went because I, uh, I, I want to know for myself. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it has been another great, awesome episode of The Friend Zone. I hope that none of you quit school tomorrow. I hope <laughs> that you sit down and make a list and try to figure out a plan on if you want to stay in school, you want right. to go to school, you want to make your you know realities real. Just sit down and really think about what you're doing and what you're about to do as you take these next steps moving forward in your life. Friend, do you have anything that you want to add? Any church announcements? Any church announcements? No, but I do want to thank everyone who came out to my uh, holistic living workshop in Maryland this weekend because a lot of people came up to me and said, I didn't even know you did anything like this. I just followed you from the friend zone. Oh, that's awesome. And I thought that was so cool because it's like an extension now. You know, it's like a whole different level for my brand. So that was really, really exciting. Thank you guys that actually took the time out of your schedule to come check me on a Sunday. That was really cool. Um, And as far as this show and the advice, we like Asante said, doesn't mean to drop out, but hopefully at least... Um, this whole show is just about you exploring your happy and making sure that you are getting closer and closer to it. So hopefully the advice will help you, you know, start dissecting. And like Dustin says, we don't want your mind to be musty. We want you to be happy. That's right. So you can take this podcast 
and and then make it the stick of deodorant that your mind needs and just rub it all underneath your mind's armpit and, <laughs> and make sure that you, that's right get directly to <laughs> the point aggressive. make sure you ain't stinking okay real aggressive Cause that's what you don't want to do check me out on uh global grind tv socially decoded we had a lot of fun this week and i had the time of my life with my co-host friend hey friend hey who was absolutely <laughs> fucking hilarious on socially i can't wait and it was so, fran was like i don't even really know i thought that they <laughs> were like we're gonna have to talk just about this being together we were dissecting the tweets of russell wilson and so it was just a blank canvas for us to paint the perfect picture of jokes uh, when and he you was guys, it was so that. sad because the the global grind people, like obviously <laughs> they hire funny people to do this and like comedians, and then I don't know why they put me <laughs> because you're I didn't want to say anything mean, so I was just like, "Oh, Sierra's so pretty." <laughs> <laughs> the guy See? was the guy was like, "Say something mean." <laughs> and I was just like, "I can't. I'm sorry." Damn. I was having a meltdown. <laughs> it is the funniest thing ever. So you can find that on Global Grind TV's YouTube page. Um, look up Socially Decoded, and you can see Hey Friend Hey and myself on the episode talking all things Russell Wilson. Uh, Guess I just wasn't to invited to that. You weren't here, actually. No, I'm just, I actually didn't want to. Asante was on a flight from Houston. Mm-hmm. So I'd just be jet setting, you know, you know, it's nothing. It's hard to catch you up. You know when your shit. hotline bling. <laughs> that can only mean <laughs> one thing. That is time to go. Thank you so much for we listening to you. the Friends on this week. See you next week. Stay Peace black. Out. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.